0: Welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. I'm in a hotel room in Chicago. Drew, I think this is my eighth or ninth trip out to Chicago uh, for NBC. I'm doing the Bulls Kings betcast tonight. This is the first time I've seen the Sun uh, in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> a great result. I'm very happy uh, with that. But how are you, Drew? What's
1: I'm new? I'm I'm okay. Not as well as you. I mean, you get the you get the St. Paddy's Day spirit. Uh, Chicago famously, uh, full of, uh, of positive energy this time of year. So that should be very fun. Best luck at the, uh, at vetcast. Um, I am uh, licking my wounds from a very, very tough day at Indian Wells yesterday. Uh, like absolutely nothing went my way, uh, from, from the start to the end. I guess the only thing I can say is that Alcaraz and Iga come through unscathed and ultimately my tournament is going to be made or broken based on those two players winning their respective titles. Um, but, uh, you know, just like kind of as a, a general, how did it go yesterday? Well, you know, taking tough loss after tough loss. And then you have Alcaraz 2-0 and he's crushing Jack Draper and then Jack Draper withdraws. Uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the classic, uh, you know, void, uh, a tr- clear winner. And it was the only clear winner on my card. So, um, you know, I think, oh yeah, Coco got over, but other than that, it was just absolute chaos yesterday. So thank goodness for Iga coming through. Uh, She looks as tough as ever. And Alcaraz, before the uh, Draper withdrawal, looked unbelievably sharp. So if he can carry that form, he is the player to beat. Market ever so slightly coming around on him. But Medvedev's still the favorite, even though he sustained a pretty gross ankle injury at at one point during that uh, Zverev match. But Zverev himself, dealing with some limitations in his movement, could not take advantage of uh, the limitations and movement of Medvedev. So he uh, he is out. Medvedev moves on. Um, but what a susceptible uh, favorite at this point.
0: Yeah, I don't understand the price on Medvedev at all, given the injury, the fact that he's, as we talked about yesterday, is complaining about the surface. Um, oh. Doesn't suit him at all, to what I understand. So, yeah, I think Alcaraz is, is definitely a player and looking to get home that. The six to one, seven to one that he was before the tournament. Uh, I went back to the well yesterday. Um, it's a plus three fifty uh as well. So all in Carlito. Otherwise, yesterday, uh interesting night in the association. The Emmanuel quickly, six man of the year train, gets yeah. back on the rails. He went off uh, 26 10 uh, big win against the Blazers, the Knicks. Uh I've watched so much Knicks basketball the past month. It's not, it's not amazing. <laughs> 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 Randall and Barrett go to work, but I uh, I love Miles McBride, I love Josh Hart, I love Isaiah Hartenstein, I love Manuel Quickly, and then uh, also she briefly touched upon because we talked about it at the end of the show yesterday, Nikola Jokic is uh, it's coming off the rails. Uh, it yes. is not good, and giving forty nine points up is not ideal. And uh, everyone, well, yeah, as uh, Ishan George comments, Embiid is coming. He coming. I think uh, I think Giannis is coming.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> don't uh, say it oh yeah. god i, think, uh, I, I remember out. someone very sharp yesterday basically telling me he had no case he doesn't have a case so <laughs> think, uh, he but he's coming anyway oh good god yeah, um only, I, I need the bucks to start taking some losses man this well, is just this is hurting this is they're hurting. really
0: freaking good unfortunately and, uh, <laughs> but six seven men are like Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, who looks great. And, yeah. uh, and Bobby Portis is like their eighth man now. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, I think Giannis is, is coming in a big way. Anyway, we can uh, get into that later. Uh, we're going to talk college basketball today. So let's bring in our senior editor at the Action Network, Tom Casale. Uh Tom, great to have you on. Uh, won't talk about RJ Barrett with you. Let's talk about college basketball. Uh, let's jump into... Just big picture overall, before we talk about the first four, I guess, what kind of statistics, trends do you look at when you're handicapping the tournament?
2: Yeah, you know, it's uh, these first four games, you usually get pretty evenly matched games. Like last night, uh, I I ended up for the post, New York Post, I wrote up uh, Mississippi State because I thought they would have a big rebounding edge. Well, they did, but they didn't win. So... You know, it's a, it, it, I think these these games are pretty tight. Especially, you know, Nevada, Arizona State, another tight one tonight. Aline, Nevada, they get to the foul line a lot. I think that could be a difference in a close game. Okay. That makes total so, sense. Up. Yep. Um, let's talk
0: about these first four matchups. Feli Dixon against Texas Southern. Texas Southern, two point favorites, total 147 and a half. Uh, what do you like in this one?
2: Well, Texas Southern lives in the first four, so they have experience coming to the tournament. I think that's a big deal, too. Um, they know how to handle this, uh, the, especially you know the coaching knows what to do in these situations. The, the Some of the players have been here a couple of times. So I think the athleticism of Texas Southern, and it's always hard to look at these teams' records, right, because they play – some of the some of these teams play like 10 straight games on the road in November and December when they're playing these tougher conferences uh, because they have to go out and make money for the program. So I don't think you really look at the records here. You look more at the matchup and Texas Southern's athleticism, uh, the way they can pressure the ball. Now, they turn the ball over a lot, too, but they face more pressure defenses in their conference. So I would lean Texas Southern here getting a tight win. All right, Texas Southern is the play. All right, what about the the other game? Nevada against
0: Arizona State. Arizona State minus two total is one thirty four and a half.
2: Yeah, I probably would have taken the underdog here, no matter who it was, because I think you're going to get another game that goes right down the wire, like last night, Uh, and then there's going to be a couple of variables. You know, Mississippi State couldn't shoot at all last; they're not a good shooting team anyway, but they were even bad for them. They make one more shot and they win the game. Think you're going to see something similar here? You know. I like the fact, I think Arizona State is getting off that they had three big wins this year. You know, they had three real quality wins. Other than that, I haven't really been impressed with them. Uh, So Nevada was a team I thought should have been in the field. I think they got a lot of road wins this year. They were good away from home. I know they stumbled down the stretch, but you get a break here. You get a mental break. I think they're the better overall team. So I'm going to go with Nevada as a dog.
1: I like this very very good 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 action to get the uh, the juices flowing before we get to Thursday. Uh, the key that uh, everybody kind of keys on in the first round is are we gonna have some underdog upsets? Are we gonna have some true blue like shocking results and that really comes from seeds that are thirteenth or higher and you know we are we are kind of I feel like coming into a new era where because of the transfer for portal because uh, you know teams in the you know in the lower um, divisions are able to kind of stack talent that otherwise can't get uh, time on the floor at the premier schools it has really just made them better and more competitive and i feel like closed the gap uh, whereas a lot of these kind of 413 uh you know three uh you know th- uh, the uh, the, uh, the the real uh, 314 uh 413 matchups were not really competitive in years past but maybe they are now is there any kind of truth to that and do you think we are kind of entering sort of a new world where Just in general, the college basketball landscape is a little flatter.
2: Well, I agree 100%. Basketball is different than football. Only five guys get on the court at once. You know, I think in football, the transfer portal is going to help the better teams. The, you know, the, the, yeah, you'll... Iowa will go out and get a quarterback here and there. But uh, the bigger teams are going to have their pick of guys in football. Basketball, I think it's a lot different because you might be the eighth or ninth guy on Kentucky who was a five-star recruit who isn't playing much. And then you end up going to Chattanooga. You know, Chattanooga was a team I was on last year because they had transfers from Kansas and (laughs) a couple other places. Uh, They were a really good mid-major team. So I think that's really helped the mid majors going out and getting talent. We see it every year when I'm going over teams in the in the preseason, you're just seeing all these bigger school, these big bigger names from bigger schools transferring to like Iona in places they would have never gone before. And I think that does um, it, it shortens the gap. And the other thing too is years ago I used to bet underdogs all the time in the tournament. Those days are gone. I mean, Jay, no. I mean, these these odds makers have – you look at every game and all the money's on the dog. It never used to be that way. I mean, Kennesaw State – 10 years ago, nobody's betting Kennesaw State. And, the, and you just look at these lines like – I like Kennesaw State, but, you know, I, I like them more as a 13-point dog. Uh, that's gone down to, like, I mean, pretty soon, Kennesaw State's going to be favored in that game. There's so many bets coming in on them. So I think that has also changed my approach a little bit is I do like some of these dogs, but the number's not there. So sometimes I'll have to go to a favorite uh, just because uh, the odds makers have caught on to everybody trying to bet the hot
0: underdogs. Well, Tom, firstly, I was back in Kennesaw State 10 years ago. I've been Kennesaw State since day one. Uh, we'll some of the, I guess, smaller, more reasonable underdogs uh, in the Thursday and Friday games. Any that you like to advance? Um, I know on this show we're big Drake uh, fans, yep. both the artist and the college basketball team. I know that line opened at three and a half down to two. Uh, what do you think of that one? And just any other upsets uh, in the...
2: Five twelve to eight uh, nine matchup type of range. Yeah, well, this one reminds me. I first of all, I'm on Drake too. I took him at three and a half when the when it was over a possession. Again, pretty soon Drake's going to be laying four. But <laughs> the only thing that scares me is last year I was on Loyola, and everybody on Earth was on Loyola against Ohio State, True. and uh, it just kind of reminds me a little bit of that game. Um, to me. One of the most important players in college basketball is Omir, the the rebounding machine at Miami. Now, Mm he suffered a bad ankle injury. I'm hearing that he's probably going to play because the game's on Friday. I don't know if he's going to be 100%, but this is Miami's entire front line. Right, And they got a bad draw on Drake, not just because they're experienced and talented. You're looking at a top five defensive rebounding team in the country. So it attacks where Miami has a weakness and an injury. So I think this, listen, I think this is one of those games if Miami wins, they could go to the Final Four. But it's such a tough draw for Miami. Uh, Eileen Drake here. I know they're a popular pick, but the Bulldogs are just one of the top mid-major teams in the country. If O'Meara was 100% healthy, I'd probably stay away, but that's enough for me to go with Drake in this game. All right. Yeah, we're we right. Go on, we, Drew.
1: Yes. <laughs> I need to know, at this point, it's going to be pretty embarrassing if Drake doesn't win by margin. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Drake. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, before we get through some futures markets, some outrights, a reminder to download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster and get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. Today, it is available in the App Store.
1: It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. PointsBet, it's your move. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, Call 1 800 9 with it. In Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. In Virginia, call 1 888 532 3500. Gambling problem? Call 877 8 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York. That's 467 369. In New York, call 1 800. Gambler. In Pennsylvania, call 1 877 770 STOP. That's 1 877 770 6867. In Louisiana. Okay, let's talk Sweet
0: 16 market, some long shots. Any team that you like to advance out of the first weekend, Tom?
2: Yeah, there's one team I like um, that I don't think too many people are on just based on the matchup, and it's USC. I think USC-Michigan State's a dead-even game. Now, Michigan State might win that, but if USC gets by Michigan State, I think they match up well with Marquette. They're going to throw that zone at Marquette. They're going to play slow, um, and Marquette wants to get up and down. They also have a ball handler in Boogie Ellis, which you need against that aggressive Marquette defense. I think that's going to be a real fascinating game. So USC is one, and then a team that I had written down about a month ago that you can throw up in flames because every person on earth is on them now is Memphis. Um, you know, last year I had SMU circled if they got in only because of Kendrick Davis is such a dynamic player in a tournament setting. And then you add DeAndre Williams. Hmm. I think a nine seed with those two guys is scary. But again, that first round draw, it's not what I wanted to see. Right. Hmm. I wanted to see Memphis play Iowa so I could back up the Brinks truck. Um, FAU is a, is a very good defensive team. So. I think if Memphis can get past that, they match up well with Purdue because they can pressure those guards and nobody pressures the ball in the Big yeah. 10. If you yeah. look at the Big 10 like turnover percentage, like they're all ranked like 3 300th or worse. Nobody and when they did Penn State when they pressured the ball in that game, you saw them come right back on Purdue. They're just not used to seeing that kind of press. So, I think that'll be an interesting game. To me that East region is where you're going to get the shakeup. Um, I think Purdue's a soft one. I think Marquette's a soft too, and I think there's some things that could happen in that region.
1: I think that's well said. Purdue is uh, absolutely vulnerable to whoever wins that eight nine. Uh, let's can I can I talk you into the nine seed that is playing Iowa, Auburn Tigers in Birmingham, Alabama. By the way, they could potentially get as their second round opponent Houston maybe without their most important player, is there a price to be had with Auburn at plus 650 to make the Sweet 16?
2: Yeah, I think this is interesting because, you know, as we've alluded to, Iowa is, you know, I don't know what word you want to use, garbage. But the, <laughs> I think Auburn has a big edge there. So the thing, the thing that always shocks me is that people, when it comes to college sports, they only care. Like if Stetson Bennett got hurt in the SEC championship game, wouldn't that matter? You know what I mean? Like Marcus Sasser (laughs) is huge. He's We're talking 17.6 points per game, one of the top defenders on one of the top teams in the country who might not play. Like I understand basketball is a little different and Houston is deep and all that stuff. But if Sasser had gotten hurt in October, that's different. He just got hurt. You know, Jalen Clark just got hurt. So those teams haven't learned how to adapt without – key players so I think that injury is huge I don't think he's going to play in the first weekend I will say this I don't know I think Auburn's gonna gonna beat Iowa because they have way too many athletes for him I don't know if Auburn will beat Houston but I'd like to see what that spread is because I think that's going to be a game that goes down to the wire
1: yeah on top all right. of all that at least they have they have a coach with some experience in Bruce Bruce Pearl He's been here before. Uh if he can if anyone can pull a trick out of their sleeve at home against Houston, I believe in Bruce Pearl. So let's go Auburn. Auburn all of a sudden is now my that's my horse I'm riding for some some upset magic in this one even beyond uh, our Drake Bulldog. So Bulldog. Auburn Drake, can we handicap that? Is is it too early <laughs> to start handicapping Auburn Drake in the Sweet 16 Tom or yeah, I guess we'll we'll wait. We'll bring you back next week for that. Yeah.
2: Well, up. We'll go. I, 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 I like Drake to make a run here. Man. I think the winner, <laughs> the winner of Drake Miami, can make a run in that in that uh, bracket.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the West region, which is like one of those World Cup groups of death, where it's like, oh, uh, Brazil, Germany, and Portugal are all in the same group. Now <laughs> we well, uh, UCLA, Kansas, Gonzaga, and uh, UConn, who are what four of the top seven, eight teams in the country. Who do you think gets out of this one, Tom?
2: Yeah, well, as somebody who has a Gonzaga and UCLA future, I wasn't thrilled to see this uh, yeah. this bracket. I have no idea who made this bracket. I mean, I, the first thing I noticed was TCU is a six. Uh, TCU is better than some of the three seeds. It, it, this is just a crazy bracket. Here's my strategy I took with this. I don't know who's going to come out of that lower half with TCU, Gonzaga, and UCLA. So I took UConn to come out of here from the top half only because I think they match up well with Kansas. This is a unique Kansas team where they don't have a good front line. They don't have big guys down low. You don't really see that with Kansas. And I think if UConn, I like them in round one. I think they are going to smash Iona. I like that UConn lost last year in the first round. Um, And they have edges all over the place. And let's be honest. Rick Patino signing deals. I it's human nature, right? If you give your employer two weeks' notice and you're going somewhere else, how focused are you on those two weeks that you're still there? Right? I, I've done it. I'm not that focused, to be completely honest with you. So <laughs> I just, you know, people are kind of betting Patino, the coach. I think Patino's out the door. I think that uh, I think Yukon, their front line is gonna cause a lot of problems in that top half of the region. I think they match up well with Kansas. So I got them playing whoever gets out of the lower half. I took UCLA, but it could be three or four different teams. Um, and then I, I just I took UConn to go to the Final Four to be a little bit different in the West.
1: Okay. Well, you just assuaged ass- sway- uh, some of my concerns about the round one matchup because uh, like a lot of people, I saw Kansas pop one in the West. I saw UConn pop four and I was like, oh, buddy, like, here we go. UConn is making a run. They're going to be a little bit of a, a, a spicy, uh, you know, under the radar team. And then I saw Iowa 13 and I was like, oh, uh, but, uh, you know, I ran my numbers and I was like, this is uh, going to be a pretty competitive game. But, uh, if, uh, yeah, Patino is checked out, that makes me feel a lot better about UConn actually getting it done. Uh, who well, feels, Andrew, yeah.
2: just, uh, what, one other thing is, you know, I am here in Mac country. I was actually at the Sienna, uh, Iona game in mm-hmm. Albany, uh, Listen, the MAC is really, really bad this year. Like, it, it's just it's it's a really down year the MAC, and I think some of those Iona numbers are are a little inflated okay. because of their competition. Um, so that's the other reason. I I think Colgate and um, this is not a great Colgate team, and I don't think this is a great Iona team too. So I, those are the two underdogs I'm staying away from.
1: All right, good nugget for the people at home who might otherwise be tricked into pretty nice looking statistical profiles for those guys uh so besides uconn who fills out your final four and then who ultimately do you think cuts down the nets in houston
2: yeah so i I took alabama because i think they have the easiest path of any one seed um i think they got a lot of frauds in their in their uh bracket i went with texas because i think there's a lot to like about texas and again you know Texas has to win that second game, which is to me the hardest second game of any of any top seed against Penn State or Texas A and M. They could lose that game, but if they get by it, I like their draw. Took UConn. And then the East, I just changed like 20 times. I, right now, I got Duke in there. I hate myself for it because I don't even like Duke. Um, but I, I, my East is a mess. I got USC, Memphis. Uh, I got teams. I think that's going to be a crazy one. I think Tennessee has a tough opening round matchup. I think Duke does. I think Kansas State does. I think that if you're looking for a, a region which is just going to get blown up everyone's brackets, I'm going with the
0: East. Okay. Well, two things, Tom. Firstly not sure what Drew was doing with the pronunciation of um, <laughs> to a And, the a swish,
1: the a swish. Uh,
0: <laughs> and then two, uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, can you tell people uh, where to follow your content?
2: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at the Tom Kasali, and I'll have uh, my uh, college basketball stuff up all week uh, at the post uh, via the action network, the New York post. Okay, awesome. Thank you for joining us, Tom. All right,
0: uh, before we get to our own bets, sorry for the pronunciation shot in the tennis, <laughs> tennis pronunciation <laughs> various kind of Eastern European players. We've just gone off the rails with pronunciation. For
1: like
0: two months. Yeah, All right, my brain is, is new,
1: my brain is scrambled eggs. So you can tell. <laughs>
0: MLB season, Drew, new rules, new stars, but pair it with the Roto World Baseball Draft Guide. Get all the player profiles, rankings, and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park. Go to mbcsportsedge.com slash draft guide and use code PANNER25 to save 25% at checkout. All right, favorite NCAA tournament futures bet. Tom stepped on mine. Uh, I am going on Yukon to get out of the West at plus 500. I don't think that really reconciles with their uh, price to go all the way and win the championship, which is more in the fifteen to one range. Um, I think that if their recent form, the fact that you know Ken Palm has them rated the fourth best team in the country, one of three teams that is top twenty in offense and defense, and then also it's just a good price relative to market. There's plus four hundred around on on UConn uh, to win the West, uh, and you can get uh, plus five hundred at points but full disclosure with i I think you know we're all the same in that we have sports that we handicap ourselves like i'll handicap nfl baseball nba uh nhl to a lesser extent uh myself and then you know reach out to others for for reinforcement basically and, and feedback and then with sports like you know college basketball college football soccer tennis you no, know, I have a ballpark idea, but I'm largely relying on the mail of people that I trust, uh, and so that that is a mail play. Uh, UConn plus 500. But uh, what do you think, Drew?
1: Give me some Auburn to get out of Birmingham, Alabama, their backyard, where they're going to have a plenty of home crowd support against Iowa in round one and Houston in round two, with potentially a limited, if even available, stasser. Uh, Auburn and Bruce Pearl punching their ticket. Uh, to the uh, Midwest Regional, and who knows after that. But plus 650 to win two games in their in their own backyard, uh, all about that Auburn plus 650 to get to the Sweet 16.
0: Okay, there it is. Uh, anything else on tap for tonight, Drew? Any quote that you like? What about uh, the Bulls-Kings game? I'm doing the Bulls one-point fa- uh, dogs at home uh, to the mighty Sacramento Kings.
1: I mean, this is if this isn't a get-right spot for the Kings, I don't know what is. Um, I mean... My numbers make this Kings minus three and a half. I say Kings or pass. What is uh, what's what's your read on this one?
0: Uh, I don't have much of a read on the spread, but uh, my best bet for the game is uh, the great Patrick Beverly. Uh, over four and a half rebounds he's gone uh, he's gone over seven of his eight games as a ball he's been 10 six and six the past three games before that uh, he had one low game and then was 10 and seven the previous two games I think really fast pace against the kings as well uh, so I think uh, I think I'll be cheering for rebounds which is always uh, one of the great bets to uh, to really cheer for is uh, <laughs> someone getting a rebound.
1: That is fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, what it is going to be cool though. Uh, and is you might be in for a sweat. These are two very efficient fourth quarter teams. Uh, so you could have a lot of balls going through the hoop in the fourth quarter here, as opposed to balls being able to be rebounded, uh, which at that point, uh, you know, you're, you're in for a, for a, a little bit of a wild ride, but uh, I think markets too high on bulls. They make the bulls like around a, you know an average team. I have the bulls two points worse than an average team. I think they're kind of more in the in the tier of the Orlando Magic right now, uh, in the Utah Jazz, and so uh, Kings uh, to me they're not quite as high as they have been you know in terms of rating in the in the past month, but um, they still you know they have the quality. I think they ought to be a more meaningful favorite. So Kings are passed for me, and in, uh, in in uh, in your hometown Chicago.
0: Yes. Is Mike Brown home? Is it done?
1: <sighs> I mean, based on the way the rest of my NBA season goes, he's going to finish on an 0 and 15 stretch and completely be and not even get a vote <laughs> if among night for fifth place. Like it, like uh, it's uh uh that would be the biggest win for me across all the awards and it's not close. I think I have uh a full stake at 50 to 1 for him uh and I honestly was just like I thought at the time when I made the bet, like if the Kings can get a top six seed and not be a in, how can they not give it to him? Because the Kings need, this is the longest playoff drought of any professional sports franchise in America. And yet here we are. They are a two, three seed, uh, and you know if they finish the season cold, teams are you know, you know voters are going to be like, well, you know, that's, I, I don't even really remember why the king, why I thought the Kings were good. The same sort of thing that happened to freaking Nick Sirianni and the Eagles. They they people have re anchored their Im, you know their impression of you know their, their how good is this team, and they now kind of accept them. Uh, as a a true top four in the West. And so if they fall out of the top four in the west, it's suddenly it's like, well, they're not as good as I thought. should we really reward the coach? this is a this is a very, very tough one and uh, I, and honestly, like if we get to the award season and the bucks win every award, I'm just gonna just just tear up all my tickets, walk out the door. like this is it feels like that's what we're heading for here because this team just keeps winning and everybody is just c- can't stop glowing about them. Uh, and if they finish on a hot stretch here, which by all means, it looks like they are because they're playing so freaking well, uh, then, uh, you know, they may sweep the whole thing. I uh,
0: I, I think you might be right on, on Giannis <laughs> and Brooke. I think you're okay with, uh, with Mike Brown. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to think it or anything, but I mean, I took a lot of minus 300 <laughs> the other day on Brown, which I think is an amazing price. Like, I think it's an absolutely okay. amazing price. I don't okay. think it's off the board. Like, say, Paolo, Rookie of the Year, is probably off the board. But it would take a lot. I think you're just betting now on him staying out of the play-in, which is, you know, very, very short. Uh, so I think it should be right. The only guy – I, I don't think Budenholzer can win. Uh, I, yeah. I just I don't think it's going to happen. I think the only guy who could beat him under basically any circumstance, short of them, you know, outlier stuff, closing 0-14 or whatever, Mark Dagono is two games out of the five seed right now in OKC. <laughs> Two Uh, games out of the five seed. And if they close like eight and five and the Kings close, I think they've got 15 games left. they close five and 10 and OKC are three games behind Sacramento and one's the four and one's the five, I still think Mike Brown probably just wins because he's so entrenched as the favorite. But that would be the only thing. So maybe some defense on uh, Mark Dagoner, who I think is 100-1 to uh, and is two games out of the five seed. So that would... I think, uh, I think Mike Brown is going to win.
1: Okay, no, no I'm going to play some defense. I'm going to yeah, grab some, yeah. some digs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and so congratulations in advance to Mike Budenholzer on Coach of the <laughs> Year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: All right, we are done. Don't forget to check out mbcsportsedge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for those of you watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to rate and subscribe to us from jay croucher and drew dinsick we'll see you soon